Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is your host, as always, John Kuzma. I, uh, I appreciate your time today. we got a lot of our NFL content we're going to talk about. I'm really excited because we have uh, Michael Gelb calling in, um, uh, a new contributor to EndZoneBlog.com. He also does a lot of stuff for uh, Draft Tech. So he's got a lot of great NFL insight as far as uh, the draft goes and uh, – just a, a, a bright football mind that can add a lot to the show. So we're very excited to have Michael uh, in the mix. And hopefully uh, we hear from him shortly and we can discuss some of the, the news that's been going on around the league uh, just to get warmed up, you know, until he uh, calls in. We're going to just discuss some of the other stuff going on uh, around the league. For example, you know, the Jets, the Jets, are pretty much uh, saying that Sam Darnold is going to be their savior. Uh, the guy who's calling the shots right now, the Jets CEO, uh, I believe it's Christopher Johnson, is just going all in on Sam Darnold. He believes that he could be the future of the franchise and really give this team a chance to take that next step. It's uh, it's exciting if you're a Jets fan because we know how much they've struggled over over uh, recent years. They haven't really been good since you know Rex Ryan's been around and Mark Sanchez was uh, taking them deep in the playoffs. Eventually, that all started to uh, erode, and then the Jets have been, I guess you can say, mediocre since then. But you know. Uh, they believe Sam Darnold can be their guy. He fell to, fell to them at three. I think uh, the Jets thought they were going to end up getting Baker Mayfield at three. Cleveland ultimately decides to go Mayfield at one because they just thought he was too good to pass up. That causes Giants to go Saquon Barkley at two. Sam Darnold falls to uh, the Jets at three. And it's uh, it was a great um, acquisition for their team. So, uh, you got to be excited if you're, uh, if you're the, uh, hello? Hello. Hello. Is What's Michael? going on? This is Michael Gelb. How you doing? Gelb, I uh, appreciate you calling in. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. So, Michael Gelb, Draft Tech, uh, what else do you do? Big Blue uh, United? So, yeah, that was more um, last year. I started focusing more on the draft this year. Um, I wrote for I wrote for the Rams for DraftTech.com. I wrote for uh, Big Blue United. Um, and then now I'm in charge of the social media of, for um, DraftTech. And now I'm starting up with Endzone Blog. Okay. Uh, all good things. Um, let's get to uh, our, our script. You know, I'll let you lead us off. We got uh, the Steelers search. Just talk to me about, like, Big Ben what he's saying about Mason Rudolph and everything and what you think about that. All right, so oh, here we go. I have a quote right here. So Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph, third round, um, let's see, pick number 12, 76 overall. Uh, a good way I like to put it is if the Steelers thought that Mason Rudolph would be, like, definitely be the next guy, they would have taken him in the first round or they would have taken him in the second round. But they took him in the third round, so they see it as a potential replacement. There's nothing sure about it. Um, and then Big Ben made the comment, 
you know, he was surprised that they dropped a quarterback because he felt in the third round they could have got a player to help them win now. Um, which is understandable. He kind of makes a point. Yeah, yeah he kind of does make a point. Um, yeah, you know, they're really hammering on the Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it's I, – I can't blame the Steelers for what they did because it seems like every offseason the question mark is, all right, Big Ben, you, how many more years are you playing? And then he's kind of like, oh, I'll, you know, this one more and then we'll see. You know, I remember he made the comment last year that um, – he wants his kids to remember him, but he also wants to remember his kids. I don't know if you remember that comment. But yeah, I've been hearing those comments and things like that. Absolutely. Like the last two or three years, we've been hearing him, you know, contemplate retirement. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, he set himself up for this. Yeah, he did. And um, the Steelers were like, all right, well, we got to draft somebody if, you know, you're going to go. And then as soon as they draft him, he says, well, I'm going to play three to five more years. So <laughs> Right. And, yeah, and honestly, that's not a bad thing for the Steelers because Big Ben, I mean, he's, uh, was he 36, 37? He's still elite. I mean, he's still playing at an elite level if he's healthy. Um, so if you're telling me you can get Big Ben playing at that level for three to five more years, I would take it. And nothing wrong with Mason Rudolph, who he was a third rounder. He was not a first round pick. You know, he's not a top 10 pick, elite prospect or anything. It wouldn't hurt him to sit, you know, three, maybe four years behind Big Ben. And then who knows what will happen by then. So. Right. I think it's a good insurance policy, too. You know, if Big Ben gets banged up a little bit, you have a guy who's young who can come in, kind of a big guy similar to Roethlisberger, and can kind of, you know, keep the ship afloat if Roethlisberger does get, you know, injured. Yeah. And another thing is, remember, they still have Landry Jones, who's um, a lot of people around the league say he's just a solid backup guy. He's a guy that He's one of those game manager guys where you know, the Steelers got a decent defense. They can run the ball. They got weapons around him where he he's not going to go in. He's not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you games either. So you know, there's nothing wrong with having too many good quarterbacks. Oh, definitely not in the NFL. Uh, what what about Le'Veon Bell? You know, they're, the Steelers are tapped out of cap space. Um, they really have no room to operate. Do you see Le'Veon Bell being uh, in the fold for the future, or do you see them maybe trading him away to uh, clear up space? Or Obviously, they would like to have him, but that Joe Hayden deal really tapped him out of funds. So what do you think about that? So last year, I remember they offered him around like a $37.5 million deal, and he made the comment he wanted to be paid like a number one running back and a number two receiver, which is not wrong. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what he was. Before Juju Smith-Schuster got to Pittsburgh, that's kind of what he was. Um, mm-hmm. Now you said Steelers don't they don't have the cap space for him. They drafted no. uh, a running back, Jalen Samuels, out of NC State. He's kind of a kind of odd. He's a running back slash tight end kind of guy. He's he's one of those weapon guys you can move everywhere. Um, okay. And Le'Veon Bell turned down that huge offer because he wanted more. I I would be surprised if the Steelers would pay him that any more than that. I was surprised they even offered that. Um, uh, I read the comments somewhere. I forgot who said it, but he said he would be surprised if Le'Veon Bell was a Steeler next year. So, Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, too, that they just might part yeah. ways just for salary cap reasons. You know, uh, it's part of the game. Yeah. You know, you, you have to keep that uh, that cap space or your cap number down if you want you want to be able to operate in the offseason and maneuver a little bit, and they haven't been able to do so for the last couple of years. So what yeah. about James Washington? Uh, James Washington, Washington. so yeah. second second round receiver, 
um, out of Oklahoma State. He's kind of going to take that Martavius Bryant role. Now, Bryant was a headache, but on the field he was a very productive receiver, especially the number three option. He was a really, he was a really good deep threat. I've, I agree. James Washington co- coming in as a rookie, I have a hard time thinking he's going to give up that kind of production, but he could develop into something like that. Um, another thing is he came from Oklahoma State, which is one of those air raid systems. It's not those pro-style systems, and I think – a lot of the reasons receivers struggle today is because they come from these kind of systems and they don't even, they really don't even know the plays. It's more of a, they look to the sideline and, you know, you see them hold up those big giant boards with a bunch of signs on it. They look at a sign and yeah. say, okay, run that route. And they run that route. You know, when you get to the NFL, you have to memorize the plays. You've got to read the coverage and understand, you know, if it's a zone where you're going to sit in the zone and things like that. Um, if a safety's playing deep and you got to, you know, undercut him or go past him or something like that, it's, it's just a lot more complicated. Um, but, you know, he's got all the, you know, the tangibles. He's, you know, real fast, um, great hands, things like that. Um, to be a great receiver, I think it's just going to take him some time to get used to playing this personal offense. But, you know, he's got Antonio Brown to learn from. He's got Juju Smith to learn from. He's going to play with Big Ben. You know, Pittsburgh's a great team. You know, they always produce wide receivers. So he's going to be in a good situation. I just don't think this year he's going to become Arcavius Bryant. So, I I actually agree 100% with everything you said. I was pretty much uh, thinking the same exact thing. Martavis um, Bryant, you know, a very good player, but, you know, he calls Juju Smith-Schuster out on, I think, Instagram yeah. during the season. You know, you can't be doing that. That just kills morale, you know. Um, and, and, and they were playing I, good, too. It's not like they were playing bad. Yeah, I know, man. It just it didn't make sense. I mean, it was selfish, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you get James Washington in there. I think it is a good move, even though, like you said, it's not uh, It's not going to be the same output that Bryant was given, but just for morale reasons and uh, a better locker room, I think it is a good move. Both, you know, Rudolph and Washington are both from Oklahoma State, right? Oklahoma State, yeah. It can give him that some of that, uh, that chemistry he had, Mason Rudolph and James Washington coming into – you know, OTAs and things like that. And I want to go back to Le'Veon Bell for a second. You know, we remember, we kind of forget about this, but a few years ago, he, he's he been suspended twice, I believe, for yeah. uh, use of marijuana. marijuana. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you got to remember, he's a running back, and h- how old is he? Do you know? Uh, off the top of my head, no. He's got to be around like 26, 27, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, how many more years does – he's 26 um, – so how many more years does Le'Veon Bell have? That's kind of a question. Yeah. You know, you can. Pro- I think you're going to get four more good seasons out of him. Um, mm-hmm. By then, he'll be he'll be thirty, and you know. Yeah, that's when everybody. He's looking off. for his payday, so I can't blame him. But he's going to drop off, and I just don't know. I just don't think the Steelers are going to give him that kind of money. So. Yeah, I was kind of right there. Not that he's a not a great player, because we all know he is. But you know, oh, like yeah. we said, you know. It's just uh, it kind of makes sense for them to dish them, you know, sell high and get as much back as they can, you know, whether that's draft picks, players, whatever. Let's talk about uh, yeah, the, the Texans. Go ahead, go okay. ahead. Say what you guys say. Well, I was going to uh, say, I don't know if anybody's going to give Le'Veon that kind of money that he's looking yeah, for. Yeah, I know. Right? Because I mean, running back, pay him, what? but. What's Freeman make? Yeah, Freeman yeah. makes like $8 million? Devontae Freeman? I. Yeah, I believe around eight. That's somewhere around there. I know Saquon Barkley, who was just drafted, he's the second highest paid running back in the league, and his rookie contract's four years, thirty-one million. Yeah, so, I mean that guy's 
that guy, man, most electri- most electrifying player in all college football besides. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Let's talk about the Texans, though. Uh, man, a okay. lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson banged up, who I think has the potential to be one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played the game. If you looked at his stats last year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He, I mean, I think in six games, I think he only started like oh, he, five he, of those. Go ahead. Say what you guys said. Yeah, he was unreal. No, no, no. You, you keep talking. Okay. Uh, he put up like better stats than like Tyrod Taylor and Joe Flacco and like I think like six games than they did in sixteen games. So yeah, he, he's just on another level, you know. But th- they got injuries, you know. JJ uh, Watts injured. Whitney Merciless is injured. What do you think about the Texans? Can they get healthy, get all these guys back, and put it all together? I mean, that's a big question because last year they had talent. They had a lot of talent. Now, I'm not saying they were Super Bowl contenders last year, but they definitely had the talent to be playoff contenders, especially in that division when, yes, the Titans made the playoffs, but the Titans were not that great of a team. It was kind of just between them and the Jaguars. Uh, do I think Sean could be one of the greatest of all time? I mean, maybe. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt him. Um, I think he could be definitely be elite if he's healthy. Funny story is he actually went to my rival high school. And, um, That's pretty he was cool. The, yeah, he was um, – his team was the first team in, I think, like 10 years to come into our stadium and beat us. It was something crazy. And then that's when – that was his junior year, I think. And that was kind of like – he he was really pulling the map and, like, this kid's special. So, yeah, um, I think – pretty awesome. You know, it's going to be – yeah. I think they really need to take their time with him, bringing him back. Yeah. There's no point in rushing him. We saw what happened with RG3 and how great he was yeah, as a rookie, yeah. and now – now he's going to be a third string in Baltimore. Um, yeah. It's all about being healthy. If he's healthy, he's going to be great. Um, and then same, J.J. Watt, I, I don't know if you can even count on him being healthy. He's been hurt so much. Um, when he merciless, hopefully he can be healthy. they got a solid defense, but to me this year it was kind of – this offseason was all about rebuilding the offensive line, give Deshaun some protection, and rebuilding the secondary. Um, they did a decent mm-hmm. job with that. Um, in the draft, they drafted um, uh, what's his name, Martin, uh, Martinez Rankin, left tackle from Mississippi State. Um, they got in a couple other uh, bodies they can put in there. Just kind of no, nobody great, but it's kind of a bunch of average guys you can bring in for competition. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. competition either. So yeah, gotta have it. They got those guys. They got some weapons on the outside for Deshaun. Um, their secondary. Still isn't great, but if if their front seven's healthy, um, they can get after the passer, and I think they'll be fine. Um, it's just going to come down to health with this team. That's all it is, health. Absolutely. I, I think the same thing. What about Clowney? What do you see Clowney doing this year? He's wait, he's waiting on a big contract. I mean, I think he's going to go out there and he's going to be he's going to be good again. He's going to have a great season. Um, and he's waiting to get paid. Is it uh, I know they're talking about him. Yeah, he's um, he's in the same camp as like Odell. When this okay. is what is yeah, he's he got that fifth year option, and this is his last year. Now they could either ex- he's looking for that big extension. You know, I think if they okay. don't get it, then they'll just franchise tag him. Which I know that's, yeah, not, yeah. that's definitely not what he wants. Um, and I don't think the Texans would want that either because they're going to have that kind of. Lingering, you know, when the Steelers franchise tagged Le'Veon Bell, um, and we were just talking about him like two years in a row or something, and you just kind of yeah, have yeah. that overhanging thought, 
you know, in the locker room around the, around the stadium, like, all right, we can get this extension done or is he going to leave? You know, what's going to happen? So I think they would like to get that done. I wouldn't be surprised to see them get it done at some point this summer. I don't think there's a rush to do it. Maybe sometime in, you know, July, August, maybe that's usually kind of when stuff like that'll happen. Um, so, uh, and another thing, if he stays he was hurt his first two years, and like, people are kind of talking about, oh, well, uh, you know, they probably shouldn't have taken them overall. Now that he's healthy, he's kind of showing, yeah, he he probably deserved it. So, yeah, I mean, when when he's uh, playing up to his potential, there's no doubt he's uh, worth it. I know he was slow out of the gate, but he's starting to come along and you know make some plays. I like Bernardrick uh, McKinney too, the linebacker they got there, good inside linebacker. Yeah. He makes some plays. Um, they got so, him, and they got uh, okay. They got um, uh, one of my favorite prospects from last year, Zach Cunningham, a linebacker from Vanderbilt, in the second round. I think he's great. Gonna, I think he's going to make a big jump this year. Yeah, he's going to make a big jump this year for them too. So uh, yeah, everybody was high on him when he was coming out out of yeah. wait, Vandy. Vandy, you said Vanderbilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the the top linebackers coming out. I I remember that. Um, what about let's go to our final topic, uh, the 49ers. Um, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo, it all starts with him out uh, west in San Francisco. Great player. Undefeated as a starter. How how long do you think that carries on into next season? Well, I think Jimmy G is the real deal. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to go 16-0 and never lose a game in the regular season, but <laughs> I, I do think they're going to be playoff contenders. Um, they drafted Mike McGlinchey. They got him a left tackle from Notre Dame, ninth overall. Beast. Um, Beast. Yeah. Uh, I still think they could use more weapons around him, but they also signed Weston Richburg, the center for the Giants. They signed Jarek McKinnon, the running back for the Vikings. You know, so they're, yep. they're helping out. They're helping him out. Um, I think he's going to be as good as Kyle Shanahan lets him be. I mean, that's you saw what Kyle Shanahan – Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, did to Matt Ryan. He made him an MVP, and now you give him Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it's just a formula for success. I think he's gonna be great. I think he's he earned or he's going to earn all the money they gave him. I can't say that he's simply earned it yet, because he's played like what? Is he has he even played ten games yet in the NFL? I I think he's only six and zero, isn't he? Yeah, something like that. I, I, yeah, that's as a starter. I don't even know if he's came in as a backup. You know whatever um you know i can't say he's earned all that money yet but i think he will i think it was um i think it was smart of uh they had to just because he was their guy and if they let him walk it was like you know they had nothing you know yeah i remember hearing so, the story uh, that when i think the the 49ers were like one and nine one and ten or something when they traded for garoppolo and CJ yeah, Beathard was the starter. And they said yeah, they were the, the players were saying that Jimmy G came in and, like, two weeks in. Like, he he hasn't even played a game yet. And two weeks in, the players were saying, like, this is our guy. This is our leader. He's going to mm-hmm. – he's getting us wins. That's what they were saying. Without even playing a down for them. That's what the players were yeah. saying. So I, I remember when he was getting there, they were saying, we're not even going to use him until next year. That went out the window real fast. He got inserted in oh, the yeah. lineup like – two or three weeks after they said he wasn't even going to play this season. Yeah. So that shows you that he just uh, exceeded expectations and blew them away. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you learn behind Tom Brady and Bill Belichick for years. That's what's going to happen. I mean, we even saw it with Jacoby Brissett. He was there in um, New England for One a year. Camp. Yeah, he didn't. 
Yeah, and you know he didn't play amazing for the Colts, but you saw that he was he was better than some of the other starters in the NFL. Like he's going to be a solid quarterback to have. Um, in the, I agree. In the future, he got so, yeah, he got sacked more than anybody too. So it's not like they had oh, yeah, any help yeah. around them. Yeah, he had no talent there. I mean, that was that that roster was almost as bad as the Browns. So yeah, they're awful. Some can make the argument the Browns had more talent than them. They had absolutely no talent on that team. So I no, they didn't. Uh, and Brissett did all he could, man. It was he yeah. kind of got thrown to the wolves. So Ruben yeah. Foster, you hearing any news with Ruben Foster? I know so, it's been. Yeah, I mean, I remember he dropped a lot in the draft because of some question marks. I remember he got into – he got an altercation or something at the, at the combine. I mean, we worked at the combine. Yeah, with the draft the fell. Yeah, that's what it was. And um, uh, he fell to the end of the first. Actually had a good year, and it started to look like a good pick. And then now we hear about this news, um, domestic abuse. Now, I did hear something new that – I believe it was his girlfriend, right? Yeah, she like made it, it was, up or something. She said. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Yeah, I heard she made it up um, for yeah, whatever reason. And he actually, he's actually innocent. He just uh, pleaded not guilty. So, um, and if he's innocent, um, then there's really no problems there. Um, yeah, he'll stay on the team. I don't want to say no problems, but he'll be on the team. He'll be playing. He'll be productive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He'll have to keep a close eye on him. No doubt. Because of things like this. Do you hear the other, like, stories about, like, him throwing a dog or something, too? No, I actually haven't heard that one, but that's, uh, that's said, something that I'd be concerned with. Yeah, they they said he threw his girlfriend's dog or something. I don't know. Some crazy stories coming out of oh, that area. Yeah, so, he just got to get back together. I mean, great football player, man. How how do you risk it when you have the world in your hands? But, you know, uh, some of these guys are stressed, you know, uh, with their situation. Yeah, I don't and know. Like that. So hopefully everything works out for them, man. Uh, I like watching them play. I love watching them at Alabama. You know, uh, great talent. Too good to let the off-the-field stuff uh, dictate his career. Let's talk about yeah. uh, Des Bryant. What do you think about Des Bryant? You know, would he help the 49ers or – do you do you have him going anywhere? Or are you um, potentially? Um, I thought the Cowboys made a smart move in releasing him. Now I don't think that they really upgraded at receiver this year. I think they're worse off this year than they were. Um, I know a lot of teams are saying that they wouldn't even offer Des Bryant the minimum uh, to come play, which to me is crazy. Because he's he right. is highly talented, but he's not been productive the last two years. He's a head case in the locker room. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a video of on that Cowboys it's that special all or nothing where they kind of go inside the film room and talk about the players. And Des was just getting into an argument with his receiver coach about he was saying something I can't remember what it was. I think he was saying something like, you know, just throw the ball my way and I'm going to make a catch. And then the receivers coach was saying like, look, we can't just like, we have an offense to run. We can't just sit here and throw you jump balls all game. We have to be productive, move the ball down the field, things like that. Like, we can't just do that and put up 40 on teams. It was something like that. And he got into an mm-hmm. argument with him. He could help the 49ers, but I, I don't know if – do they want that? Do they want him? That's the thing. Yeah. Do they want him to have to handle? deal with him. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, for veterans, minimum, I mean, 
why not? Um, but I don't know. For right. a team like the 49ers on the come up, you know, to have him in that locker room and, you know, you kind of have the um, the Kaepernick thing kind of lingering over and it kind of seems like now that Garoppolo came in, it's everything's going great now. And, you know, Chip Kelly's right. gone. Um, CJ Beathard's not your starter anymore. Kyle Shanahan looks to be like a good hire. Everything's looking good. And I don't know don't, if you would just don't want to bring it. it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I would rather give the chance to a young guy, and even if he's not that great, you know, at least he could – he's not going to, you know, hold that ugly cloud above the team, you know. I, I can I can respect that. Um, what about he passed on that Baltimore deal, and now he's almost not getting the offers that he wanted. That's, yeah. Man. That's he you know, taking that Baltimore offer because that I mean it made that pick or that uh, teammate says for him. Um, I don't know how happy he would have been there because Joe Flacco's his quarterback, but they need right. some weapons. Um, it made sense for the Ravens to go try to get him. He's not going to get that money anywhere else, and they gave it to I believe what Willie Sneed. Um, yeah, yep, they did. They also he, got Crabtree. Yeah, they got Crabtree yep. too, and they got the CFL. Uh, from the Argonauts, uh, Toronto Argonauts. Uh, his name's Davier Posey. He was a pretty good receiver, too. And then Sneed, okay. like you that'll said. Be, that'll so, be interesting to watch him. So. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. That's passing on that Ravens deal. It, that's a risky move for him if you want to keep playing, you know. Cause yeah. Now we're I know he said he wanted that one-year deal, like okay. one-year prove okay. deal, and then make the money. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what he wanted. But it's looking like now that he he might not even get that. So yeah, man, uh, it's just hard to see. If you he said you know his top uh, choice was the Giants, they passed yeah. on him too. Did you see him going to like maybe the Redskins? Because it's he funny. Said he, um, wanted... he said he wanted to stay in the NFC East. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, which teams know him the best? The teams in the NFC East that play him twice a year, right? Mm-hmm. And they all said yeah. no. That the teams who know him the best all said no. So what does that tell you about Des Bryant? He's a headache. Exactly. So uh, the Redskins don't want him. It might make sense for them to add a big receiver, but they don't want mm-hmm. him. The Giants, Dave, Gett- Dave Gettleman's not going to sign him. There's no way. They just cut Brandon Marshall. And there's no way they'll right. sign him. Uh, the Eagles, why would, why would they do that? They just want a Super Bowl. Why would they bring in someone like him? Right. It doesn't even make sense. So he's, got money he's not going to go to the NFC. Yeah, yeah. There's literally no – yeah. So I know Des well, wants to go there, but, you know, I, I, right now I would just be begging for any team to take him. Right, right. He's probably wishing he could go back uh, in time a couple of weeks and take that Ravens deal now. But uh, yeah. um, I, I like what's going on in San Francisco. Uh, obviously the Rams are the the front runner to win that division. Um, probably who who you got as uh, your Super Bowl favorite right now? Got two minutes left, so I'm just trying. Okay, it's it, it's hard to just um, turn away from the Eagles. They improved. They improved their defensive yeah. line this year. I mean, they mm-hmm. really, they really don't have any holes, you know. And if Carson no, Wentz can come back healthy. Now, they're going to be mm-hmm. a really tough team to beat. But then you got to look at teams like Minnesota. Now, they had a Kirk Cousins. They're going to be very good. Uh, uh, the Dalvin Saints Cook still got Drew Brees. Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Alvin Cook's getting better. Saints going to be really good. The Rams upgraded their roster a lot. They got um, Ndamukong Sue, Marcus Peters, um, Akita yep. Lee. That defense is going to be yep. real. 
Yeah, Jag will be good. Jaguars D line. Yeah. That's yeah. The Jaguars going to be the only thing. Jaguars still got Blake Bortles, man. I, I don't know. So right. But they got the defense. Man. They got the running game. Yep. But they had that D line, and then they traded for Marcel Darius, and then they draft Javon they Bryant. Drafted, they're loaded. Yeah. They are that's loaded on that scary. defense line. Yeah. yeah so I'm, that's. And that's so key, man. I thought with all these good quarterbacks that just that just pick you apart. You know, you got that D line that can rattle these quarterbacks. You know, that's the formula for winning. Oh yeah, I mean, you saw how the Eagles won the Super Bowl: strip sack on Tom Brady. So yep, I know we drove five hundred yards. So yeah, I know um, five hundred yards. You think that situation implodes this year, or do you yeah. think they they uh, move everything? Over? I think what's going to happen is. It is a saying, winning cures all. I don't think Absolutely. any of these problems are going to go away, but I think they're going to keep winning, and it's going to be kind of the thing that just kind of lingers, kind of over questions mm-hmm. about it. But they're going to they're going to keep winning, and then people just kind of kind of forget about it. But it'll come out at some point, and because um, you got to remember, Bill Belichick's still great, Tom Brady's still great, Gronk is going to come back, you know, and their division. I mean, that's six yeah. wins right there. So absolutely, and Belichick's always going to do it his way. You know, he's not going to change. He's yeah. not it. But I yeah. appreciate you tuning just, in, Michael Gal. You you nailed it. Yeah, today. no problem. You <laughs> Thank nailed you. it, today, man. Nailed it. I'm so impressed by awesome. your football IQ. Thank you so much. I, I look forward to doing it again with you. Yeah, of course. Just let me know uh, when you want to. I'm, I would always be excited to do it. Um, I'm going to keep continuing to write for uh, End Zone Blog. I'm probably going to do. Them a little bit later today. Now that I've got some free time, so just uh, just let me know whenever uh, whenever it be best. If you want to just keep talking, It'd be nice. It sounds good. Uh, I'll talk to you uh, online, and we'll keep hashing things out. I appreciate it, man. All right, no problem. I'll see you later. Take care. Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more at hbs.me future. That's hbs.me future. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad Music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's Intro to Classic Rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's Intro to Classic Rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime.